a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Here's our host, Boyd Matheson, on KSL News Radio. Well, the headlines, of course, continue to focus on the vote for Speaker of the House in the U.S. House of Representatives. Many are wringing their hands, talking about chaos, and wondering if anyone will be able to govern, if the Speaker will be too weak. Let's go beyond the headlines and look at what members of both parties just might be hoping for. Let's begin. Think you know the news of the day? Think again. Well, the House of Representatives is inching ever closer uh, to getting a Speaker of the House. Kevin McCarthy uh, reached uh, 214 votes in this last round, round number 13 of voting. Uh, So now he's down to basically six uh, who have chosen to dig in their heels against him. He would need to peel off uh, three of those, I believe, depending on a few number of things that we'll adjust as we go along. Uh, So we'll watch uh, round 14 as that gets ready to go. Uh, But it's interesting, many of the pundits have been talking about Kevin McCarthy, if he does win the speakership, that he'll be so weak because of these concessions that he's made to some of those in the Freedom Caucus in order to get some of those folks on board. But here's the interesting thing that nobody's talking about. And that is, there are members on both sides of the aisle, both sides of the aisle, who are silently cheering for these concessions made by Kevin McCarthy. Why? Because it would actually make them representatives again. Some of the things that Kevin McCarthy has conceded on are things that actually allow members to bring votes to the floor, that create a much more open amendment process, which allows everyone to weigh in on bills that are brought to the floor so you don't get these big packages that nobody's read with no opportunity to amend. Uh, So there are a number of these concessions that you can say, oh, Kevin McCarthy's giving away the store or he's making himself a weak speaker. No, that's actually a good thing because it makes the rest of the representatives, individual representatives, Democrats and Republicans alike, They get to do the job that they got elected to do, and then we can hold them accountable for what they do. The problem right now is you have just these two big, powerful leaders uh, that are doing everything, and then nobody's really held accountable in the end. So I want to dig into that just a little bit because most people have just been focused on, you know, the rebel forces in the Freedom Caucus and the battle between Kevin McCarthy and so on, what these concessions are. There's much more going on underneath the surface that we need to get to. On the hills rising this morning, uh, former Congressman uh, Michigan uh, from Michigan, Justin Amash, uh, said that the current speaker race is just an example of democracy in action. It's not a bad thing. 
Well, I think this is representative government. And for people on the left who talk about democracy all the time, this is what we're seeing. This is how mm -hmm. it's supposed to work. We're supposed to go and duke it out, fight each other over the issues. And in this case, the issue is who's going to be Speaker of the House. And it's supposed to take a little while. I don't understand why we're always, we always expect outcomes to happen instantly. Mm -hmm. And I see that from people in the media all the time saying, like, well, this is an outrage, this is chaotic, etc. But this is how it's supposed to work. And that's not a bad thing. Uh, we talked about it yesterday that uh, for a Congress that procrastinated its major job uh, funding the government for 357 days last year, uh, losing a few days of procrastination uh, should not hurt all that much. They should be able to get back on path. Uh, Justin Amash went on to say that the speaker just simply has way too much power. It doesn't matter which party they're in. The speaker role has too much power, and that's only getting stronger. The fundamental problem is the centralization of power, and it's been... Uh, creeping in that direction over the years, and now we fundamentally have a speaker that has almost ultimate power. Mm -hmm. The speaker controls most of the money, the speaker controls the committee assignments, the speaker controls the chairmanships, the speaker controls what gets to the floor, the speaker controls the amendments, and as the speaker gets stronger, the speaker gets stronger because lobbyists and others know that the speaker has all of this power, and so more money comes into the speaker's office and less goes out to the individual members. So now you have a speaker that controls everything completely. So, so one thing I want to point out there from uh, former Representative Amos from Michigan, the lobbyists know where the power is. And so they give even more money to the speaker and those in leadership. Now, I want you to listen closely to this. He talked about how as this continues, this centralization of power, which, by the way, is why we haven't had a battle like this on the floor in 100 years. That's a question we ought to be asking about. He says what we basically turned into is an oligarchy. Listen to this. Yeah, this is why I say we have an oligarchy right now. The centralization of power means that there are basically three, four, five people at most who are really deciding things. It's yeah. the leaders of the parties in, the, in Congress, and it's the President of the United States. Those people are deciding everything, and they don't even want these other coalitions to form. They're trying to prevent me from working with progressives on issues where we align. They're trying to prevent other conservatives from working with with liberals or progressives on a whole host of issues. They don't want those coalitions because they know that we might be able to form majorities. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow the letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, okay, there's, there's so much to unpack in there. The leaders of both parties don't want coalitions built. They don't want across-the-aisle work happening. Why? Because if they start to build a coalition, then suddenly 
they have power. So imagine, imagine if you had a group from, let's just say it's the center right and the center left, and they decided to work together on a series of things. What would that do to the minority leader and the Speaker of the House? Their power would be diminished. They wouldn't have absolute control. Or what would happen, heaven forbid, that you had the far right and the far left come together? And guess what? There are some great coalitions out there, but they often get squashed or become unproductive because the speaker or the leader, minority leader, will not let those bills come to the floor for a vote. Why? Because that would produce success and success begets success and it would build momentum and it would undermine the ultimate power of the speaker and the minority leader. And again, it doesn't matter where the D's and where the R's are. You can, you can flip that. It's, it's all the same. And so that's the, that's the real problem. So watching this play out, nobody should be wringing their hands. Nobody should be having a panic moment. We should be asking, why do we not have this more often? And why have we allowed so much power to be so concentrated in the few? Because that's what's really broken with Washington. All of the fundraising dollars, all of the determination in terms of who gets what committee assignment, who gets those chairman gavels uh, that wield such big power. It's all concentrated in the hands of the few rather than the hands of the many. Remember, the house is supposed to be the people's house, closest to the people, most accountable to the people. And we haven't had that for a long time. Now, I want to dig into that just a little bit more. Listen to uh, Representative Amash again. This was on the Hill uh, rising. Uh, He explained why he thinks this breakdown is continuing. But the House is fundamentally broken. It's been broken for a long time. We haven't had a vote, an amendment vote from the House floor freely offered since 2016, where a member can just go to the House floor and offer an amendment without having the speaker basically pre-screen it and say it's okay. That's not democracy. That's not representative government. And I don't know why people cheerlead that kind of stuff where the the system just doesn't work at all. We should want our members to go down there and have vigorous debate. And um, we want them to read the bills. It's outrageous that a 5,000-page bill might come to the floor and people are given one day. And then finally, Representative Ma suggested that the speaker just open up the process and allow more people to participate, bring those amendments to the floor. And we need a speaker who will open up the entire process, let everyone participate. It should be a discovery process. We should discover the outcomes. They shouldn't be given to us. It shouldn't be some person at the top saying, here is a piece of legislation. This is it. Take it or leave it. Yes or no. And if you vote no, I'm booting you off the committees or I'm going to tell people not to send you money or I'm going to deny you a chairmanship. It shouldn't work like that. It should be an open, deliberative process. And that's what I've been trying to say all week long, is the reason we haven't had this kind of battle for 100 years is because of that concentration of political power and money in terms of campaigns. The fact that there hasn't been an amendment, so think about that, a bill is brought to the floor. It, is, it has been since 2016 that any member, the member that represents you, has been able to go to the floor and say, I have an amendment that I think will make that bill better. They don't get a chance to do that or represent you because all the power is concentrated at the top. And that's why we get 5,000 page bills that don't get read because everything is baked by the leaders at the top. 
And so I know there are people on the left and the right that are silently cheering for some of the concessions that Kevin McCarthy is making because they will actually let representatives be representatives again. And that's a good thing. With Lloyd Matheson on KSL News Radio. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.